Hey everybody, it's your old friend John DeLuna with another fine minicast. I use the term minicast loosely this week because uh, we're going to try to keep this in the 30-minute format, but this one's going to be a tough one because this is the Devastator minicast starring XV. XV, how are you doing? It's the Devastator mini super show. XV, you're perfect to be co-host on this, this week's episode because... To say you have been the content provider for Devastator on tformers.com is probably an understatement. I've been I have been working on this for basically like a week straight with no break, so I mean, I'm almost to the end of the process, but yeah, it's been it's been pretty consuming so far. Now, XB, you have the Comic-Con version, correct? I do. And um that one basically is infamous or famous for having Chrome, but it also has several paint apps, and we'll get to that, that the uh, mass production one, at least the Hasbro one, does not have. And I actually didn't realize that until I was watching your reviews that there's um, quite a bit of detail uh, here and there that the uh, regular Hasbro version doesn't have, that this one does have. Like I say, we'll get into it, but I do think like it definitely helps bring to life some of the details and the molding, as you would expect. What do you want to do? You want to break it down? You want to go robot by robot, and then we'll end with the big guy? How's that sound? Yeah, that works for you. Uh, Devastator is Titan class, Combiner Wars. He probably retails for, he officially retails for about 150 but with a coupon here and there, uh, at tax here and there. You may pay at Toys R Us anywhere from 130 to $165 or so total. Our mm-hmm. friend Hey Mickey picked up a Devastator the other day, and his Toys R Us already had them bumped up to 159 Oh, uh, Toys R Us. Yep. <laughs> uh, Toys R Us. Hey, uh, do you know if the uh, stores, <laughs> Toys R Us stores individually still have some kind of pricing power independent yeah. of each other? Do they still have that kind of policy? Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think the bump-up policy is still in effect. Awesome. Just what we wanted to hear. So sorry, guys. My recommendation would be it's you know they're still taking pre-orders. They haven't uh, haven't started shipping yet. But I would you know go through tfradio.net slash Amazon and just get one there because it'll have free shipping. And after August first passes, it will just be shipped right to your door. And I mean, what could be easier? Let's get started. Uh, robot number one. I think I'm going to just kind of go around the horn. I think we'll probably end on long haul just because he is like the monster, the mama bear. Mm-hmm. Let's start with, um, oh, say, Scrapper. Why not Scrapper? We'll go from the ground up, perhaps. Um, mm-hmm. So I like Scrapper, uh, just in general. I've always liked that toy. The G1 version <clears throat> is very simple, but um, he has really nice proportions in robot mode, and he has a decent vehicle mode, gets the job done. Actually, I think the simplicity helps him. Now, Scrapper is infamous in this set for not having elbows. Mm-hmm. for stability but um i think overall like my impressions of him are actually very positive i, I mean i like him and um I, I will say that in robot mode the lack of elbows is a little bit of a downer but overall i like him i think he gets the job done what are your impressions of him i'm, I'm pretty much at the same place with it because like i also have always liked scrapper's design aesthetic and this captures that like perfectly in fact, I mean, having no elbows is almost making it more perfect as far as, you know, copying the G1 toy. Um, but, I mean, Scrapper is basically like the almost safe middle ground with the Constructicons because, like, you can do that just as it was and still make it a good toy just because it is such a simple, straightforward design to work from. I think uh, he, he's hard to mess up, basically. I, you know, yeah. I, I think he's, he's pretty straightforward. Um, and we'll get to how he 
does or doesn't do the job as a leg when we start talking Devastator. But uh, Scrapper is definitely he's definitely good. I think I think he's there's nothing wrong with him. And, and speaking of speaking about him as like just the the standard Transformer vehicle and robot mode, not counting the Devastator mode, <clears throat> lack of elbows isn't terrible, but it is. It is a little bit noticeable. Let's jump over to the to the left leg, if you will. Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. You so, know, Scrapper has a little bit of a downer too, just because of that scoop hanging off the back. But mm-hmm. that's nothing compared to what we're about to get into. No. Um, no, he actually shines even more compared to Mixmaster. So, um, XV, I will I will let you lead off the discussion of Mixmaster. Um, where did he leave you? This toy is so troubled. He's got issues. He has issues. He, he needs therapy, for sure. <laughs> and again, like, I think this is going to be something that comes up as we talk about this, but it just it reminds me of the old toy just because that was a fairly troubled toy from that set, too, mm-hmm. with its nice big unibla- uh, uniblock leg. And, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, this has separate legs, but you could just peg them together and it would work exactly the same as it does. <laughs> sure. The um the the real thing with this is like the cement drum mm-hmm. sticking off the back and you can't do anything with it. It can't move. And if you want to pose the legs most of the time that's gonna just it's gonna hit the ground and just kinda topple you one way or the other. Like McMaster has these great big uh like block boot legs, which I like as a robot design element in general. And that kinda helps stabilize it some, but I mean basically the conclusion I reached with it is for as little as you can get out of the posability of the legs, why even bother having it in the first place? Well, I mean, it, this is this is like backseat driving, but I feel like there may have been a way. Hope uh, you know, I wish there was a way to have a, a pivot point or something on the drum so yeah. it would swing up and behind his back a little bit more. Yeah, because like if you look at McMaster's robot mode, you know, there's the um, what what is the motor housing for the drum in vehicle mode, mm-hmm. which sticks up behind the head and the nozzles over top. If the drum flipped around and laid flush with that stuff, you would have what it, it would basically look like a solid unit, like um, a chemical sprayer or something over his head. Mm-hmm. Like with a couple more pieces in there, you could have had a really neat design element bringing the whole robot mode together. As it is, you're doing like Beast Wars Inferno, but less good. Indeed. He has back kibble for days. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. A little touch like that, and obviously, you gotta assume, you gotta assume it wasn't in the budget, but a little touch like that right. would actually make at least my impression of him probably turn completely around. That that drum is, uh, it is a problem. The other thing, too, is the arms. Mm hmm. Because there's no room for the shoulders to move. No, like the true. swivel, the swivels work just fine. It goes forward and back, but like out to the side at all, it doesn't work. And there's like you know hinges in there specifically for that purpose. It just it can't do anything. You know, it's just Mixmaster is a big case of running into its own limits. And when I ran through these toys myself, I basically came to the decision that well, they did all five other ones first, and then they did Mixmaster with what was left over. I can see that, and um, the priority was probably just make it a halfway decent leg, really. Yeah. You, you know, at the end of the day, let's be honest. Um, yeah. But uh, that's a discussion down the road in the podcast. Let's do touch uh, a little bit on his vehicle mode. It was it's polarizing, mainly for for what it does in leg mode. But I think in general, like just as a truck, it's kind of it's kind of weird. Uh, it, it is. Yeah. It, I mean, I mean, it's based on. Look, it's based on 
something that is contemporary and kind of on the road now, I don't know if that's a good thing now looking at it. Like, I'm fine with them using an updated vehicle mode design. It makes sense. You don't see the, you know, the the uh, nozzle and back cement trucks anymore. Mm-hmm. That's just, it's not how they work. The, the cab over ones have bigger capacity. They want that for more jobs. The thing is, like, even though I have no problem in concept with this, the way it was executed is terrible. Look at that cab. Uh, yeah, I'm still not sure if I'm looking at the cab or the butt. Weirdest thing, too, for for me, and you pointed it out in your video review, is the, the windshield and the way the paint app kind of interacts with the windshield. Well, it's not just the paint app, either. Like, the windshield in there is sculpted as this tiny little rectangle when there's no reason that it could not have just taken up the full width of the panel there and actually would look more normal. It It's very weird. It's, um... Yeah, it, it's just uh, I don't know. He's got issues. He doesn't quite he doesn't quite work. And and frankly, I don't think I don't think any of the other ones have nearly the number of problems that he has kind of packed into him. Would you no, agree? I, I really don't think so. And like with the SDCC one, it's compounded a little bit more because that drum is all chrome and it's just it's it's gaudy. It sticks out. I'm kind of afraid to touch it because I don't know how resilient this chrome is going to be in the long term. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's it's a big problem that I'm like super conscious of because the slightest bit of mishandling and I'm just expecting there to be huge chips in this Chrome and, you know, it's going to take a bad thing even worse. Yeah. He's definitely the one where Chrome becomes an issue. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, I think we've poo pooed enough on poor Mixmaster. <laughs> um, let's see here. Why don't we, it's almost like playing spin the bottle. You know what? Let's jump over to the arms. Why not? Um, Sure. Let's do Bone Crusher. He sure is green. Um, he like he's always been, I guess. But uh, not yeah. as not as green as United Warriors Bone Crusher. The United Warriors ones look interesting in general for like the physical changes and some of the deco choices. Mm-hmm. I think the SDCC one's probably the best in general for that quality. Mm-hmm. On Bone Crusher, especially. I actually like Bone Crusher quite a bit. Uh, I don't think it's the best of the group, but it does a lot better than anybody else. Uh, you know, in the legs or central body. Yeah, I, uh, I I like him. I think he, I think he he strikes a good balance actually between being kind of faithful to the the G one toy, the G one cartoon model, and then just modernizing him because we we can. Um, right. I, I you know he looks good. I, I think I think he's also he's also one of two him and Scavenger that kind of officially have the the forearm. Uh, missile pod launchers that's a fun it's a fun accessory looks good <laughs> um and it's a clever way to you know to hide some devastator bits for sure i think it i think yeah. it definitely works um i i like the i like the legs quite a bit he's got ankle tilts which most if not all of these guys have i believe yeah they all do and uh that's a nice touch and uh something that certainly wasn't like part of the um the selling or the hype for them it was almost like kind of a nice little discovery um yeah no and like for basically all of them, the angle tilts are not even necessary design-wise. It's just something they threw in there because they could. Yeah, and it's very nice. Um, and, you know, we turned it into a bulldozer. Can't, I don't know, can't really mess with that. I'm trying to think, like, well, you know, one of the things that um, that I, I will say that I noticed about him, maybe I was transforming him wrong, or I'm not quite sure, but at least in robot mode, when you... Um, when you lock in his shovel chest, it doesn't really lock in. Am I wrong? Yeah, there, there really isn't a lock. It's more just like 
the joint tension holds it there and don't move it. Okay. <laughs> Low play value. No, but like actually the uh the shoulders are kind of the same way. Mm, it's um true. the the L-shaped panels they flip out on don't really lock in anywhere either. It's just it's a matter of the joint friction being enough to hold them where they need to be, but mm. posing the arms, you'll find them moving and in some cases taking the shovel with it. No, the real problem I've found with Bone Crusher is the uh, the pelvis because there's like a complicated system that's supposed to lock it together which doesn't work. Ah, uh, yes. An excellent point. No, it does not. I And I'm not a fan in general of that that little trick in Transformers where you have the uh, the legs basically split uh, for the alt mode and then they come together to form the pelvis and the legs and you know if if the locking mechanism if it's not if it's not like a good old fashioned uh, tab and slot or some kind of really firm uh, locking mechanism mm-hmm. then all you need to have it like not work and fall apart is just the tolerances to be off just slightly if this worked right i think i would really like the design of that locking system since it's like a multi-stage thing i think it'd be really cool mm-hmm. to execute if it actually would stay together the way it's supposed to as it is you look at it and it just looks over complicated and why wasn't it just a tab in the slot you know what i mean overall that's kind of um small potatoes especially compared to Mixmaster, which we just talked about yeah no i like i like bone crusher really well out of this set mm-hmm. um you know it, it came off pretty well and when we talk about scavenger you know i'll talk about why i think that is well let's talk about scavenger why not um he's pretty well, cool Scavenger's my favorite oh really yeah. please explain um, okay, so Scavenger has all the good things Bone Crusher has, where, mm-hmm. you know, the arms are free to move, the legs work good, apart from the pelvis thing, which isn't a problem for Scavenger. But Scavenger also doesn't have the problem of the shoulders not locking in, the chest being a problem. You know, everything Scavenger does works. Mm. And, you know, it's got the it's got the shovel arm, too, which in robot mode, there's just enough strength in those hinges to uh, let it work like a third leg for uh supporting poses mm-hmm. overall scavenger is the one out of the set that i think does the best at what it's trying to be he doesn't he definitely doesn't have many discernible flaws that's for sure he the worst flaw i would call out on uh, is just that the head is too cartoon accurate and i think the cartoon take on that head is really dumb looking <laughs> well certainly Certainly opinions, I guess. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, poor scavenger. Um, but I mean, it, yes, you say, uh, like you said, it's faithful to something, even if that something sucks. Right. Uh, um, I, I do like him as well. I think he looks really good. He's um, definitely one of the more distinctive, like Constructicon designs with the purple tread legs and the um, very nicely done chest uh, uh, in robot mode. I really enjoy oh, that his chest, chest plate. Is fantastic. Does the retail one have the silver paint on it, like the STCC? Uh, it has silver paint. I don't know if they're any different, but uh, the paint on the mass production one is certainly nice. Uh, you know. Oh yeah, the STCC one is so good looking. Yeah, he's really uh, from the neck down. I guess uh, he's a really good. Uh, he's a really good design. And again, he's the second uh, one that has um, the uh, forearm missile pods. Which uh, yeah. again, fun fun accessory. We didn't mention too that um, that uh, Scrapper can do the flying wing thing on his alternate alternate mode, which is fun. Unfortunately, you can only put the wings themselves on. You can't put the central block on. So, Mm -hmm. like, you can have wings but no jet engine. And that is a little bit weird because without that central block, there's, like, these pegs, like, on the inside edges of the wings. 
Yeah. So it, it's super toy accessory looking. It doesn't really like kind of like, yeah. you know, without that engine block, it doesn't close it off nicely. So it's kind of, it's yeah. kind of funky, but at points for trying. Yeah. Um, one thing too, I kind of uh, neglected to mention with bone crusher, when we were talking about that, when you take those missile paws and flip the hands out, Bone Crusher is set up basically just right to use those as Hulk hands. Oh, huh. Interesting. I like it. <laughs> That's fun, for sure. Um, yeah. Second toy this year that has Hulk hands. I know. I still need to get a Rook. I can't find one. Oh, man. You got to get a Rook. Uh, <laughs> he is very fun. Uh, but you know what? If you miss Rook, Rook, you're probably going to have four or five more chances to get that mold in some form. Well, true. That is a <laughs> shot. <laughs> cheap shot, cheap shot, but not also not untrue. Um, okay, only two more to go, and then we can kind of uh, take our time dissecting Devastator himself. Let's uh, let's start with the head and end with the big boy. So let's talk about Hook. Hook is um, he's okay. Um, I, you know what? I, I don't know. He's got a lot going on now. He's the one that historically has always had a lot of kind of flipping and flopping just to accomplish yeah. the devastator shoulders and head. Um, and frankly, he's no different than he's ever been as far as right. like fundamentally transforming into that mode. So he's kind of got some, some oddness to him. One thing that I will say is that I personally, I do enjoy the robot mode. I think it's got a good aesthetic. He's certainly got at least on the chest opportunities for paint apps. Uh, the mass production one doesn't, you know, there's room for opportunity. So, yeah. you know, I think Takara is going to take more advantage of that. But but overall, he's a very handsome robot. He's one of the robots that has elbows. They're not the greatest elbows. Oh, they're they're like the worst elbows that are elbows. The worst elbows that ever elbowed. Well, okay, so like um, you know, there's different solutions to elbows. Bone Crusher and Scavenger have pretty typical elbow designs on, you know, a general sense. Um, and then Mixmaster and Hook take a similar approach to their elbows together, but Mixmaster does it a little bit better. See, Hook's problem is their elbows work by having the forearm flip out on a hinged panel. Now, with Mixmaster, that stays in a position such that the forearm still gets attached when the arm is bent. Hook, not so much. The panel is longer than it needs to be, and um, from the right angle, it looks like his forearm is just dangling by a thread. Yeah, it looks like some horrific injury. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it looks like he needs yeah, and he needs like the a trip to the ER for sure. It's it's weird. And it, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this is this one of those? Is he another one that Takara is like? putting their own spin on the elbows like his elbows will be different than the, the takara version yeah i'm i'm pretty sure they're gonna be like less horrifying i would assume. oh i sure hope so. <laughs> it's gonna be it, you know it's gonna be really interesting once the united warrior version comes out and people really dig into it and we get a we get a, get a bunch of in hand kind of galleries it's gonna be really interesting yeah, to see just how different amazing yes for sure. You know, if, if you shop right online, the difference in price is surprisingly small, given that he is effectively a completely different toy. Yeah, I mean, it's it, the, the price difference is really, like, negligible before you start factoring shipping in. And even after that, like, the Takara one would be on par with the SDCC one for price, mm -hmm. uh, with the current exchange rate, and just, yeah, just careful shopping, really. Yeah. He's definitely attainable, for sure. He's not prohibitively expensive, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. um, okay, let's wrap up the separate components with the big mamma jamma. 
um, long haul. And he's he's gigantic because he is basically Devastator's, what, thighs, pelvis, stomach. Yeah. He's a good hunk of Devastator. He's also, again, notable for just being, hey, that incredibly ungodly big Constructicon in Toy Fair videos. Um, <laughs> what are your impressions of long haul? So I got out um, one of my universe era ultras, actually um, Botcon Clinch, and long haul is like bigger in every respect, which kind of surprised me. Until you have him, you can't appreciate just how ridiculously big he is. And it's kind of that way with all of them, really, because like you know we saw these in the case at Botcon, and you could tell they were big compared to the stuff around them but really like until you get them in hand and you have that like up close contact you can't really appreciate how big any of these toys are yeah what scale would you say they really are are they all what not uh not leader voyager i would say yeah no like um the um the the normal five are pretty solidly voyager size um and long haul would be you know sub leader yeah uh, he's definitely low he's he, if he's one of those things that's almost as wide as he is tall so the amount of plastic yeah. in him is significant like i'm i'm impressed just that long haul is posable to any respect um like the arms if you remember the g1 toy that had like the dumbest most useless little arms and this follows through on that so like that's a lost cause uh, uh he's just more faithful but, like, you know, the legs for as thick and squat as they are, there's a lot of room to move them around. Uh, and uh, and that's indeed true. And they do look like he's got, like, TRX arms. But that's only because, again, he's, like, an 80-pound toy, like, in and of himself. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he's built like a sumo wrestler. He's built like a, he's built like a dump truck. How about that? Yeah. And I, I kind of dig it, actually. I do. I like this that, um, you Long know. The, all stands out to me. Like, scavengers easily my favorite but long haul is like really interesting because of what they changed on it and it made it made the toy and the character both more interesting to me in the process yeah i agree with that and i think um you know he's um he's similar to the third party hercules setup in that their version of long haul for the exact same reason was um big not not this significantly much bigger not this much larger than his other teammates but he was definitely the larger of the set the largest of the set because he accomplished the same kind of things that this one does i do agree that that he long haul is definitely like the discussion piece of the set because of his girth and like because of the redesign thing i think long haul is also like you're gonna love it or you're gonna hate it Mm, that no that's for sure um and uh you know i think i love him i think i think he's i think he's very lovable looking he's very interesting looking i do like his head sculpt and i do Mm -hmm. like that he can in vehicle mode carry virtually at least most almost all of the weapons one way or another can peg into him and kind of sit on him yeah he can he can carry all the accessories in vehicle mode he can also carry um deluxe cars oh nice carry um bone crusher or scavenger oh nice they actually will fit very nicely into the uh dump bed in vehicle mode he is that big he is that like I tried to put two deluxes in the bed, but it just won't work. I mean, um, even using uh, skinny ones like uh, off road, there's mm-hmm. not quite enough space to get two in at once. But it's it's close. Mm. 
That's fine. That's and, fine. And, okay, so like, did you notice with long haul, like, you know, uh, the robot's huge, but when you make it into truck mode, it almost feels bigger. Yeah, I, I, again, it ha- it must have something to do with like just the width and like just the dimensions of him. There's there's think, there's it's, it's just big. He's just big. And like when you when you change it into truck mode too, um, you know, you're closing up the space, the open spaces between the parts. Mm-hmm. I think it's making it all look like more solid too, which is giving the illusion of uh, greater size. Yeah, for sure. It, it it was just really interesting to me when I transformed it the first time. It's like, wait, did that grow? Yeah, uh, he, he has his own like field of gravity. Yeah, you know basically. what I mean? Basically, I, I I think I think his gravitational pull is what just holds Devastator together. They actually don't peg in; they're just being drawn to long they're haul. In, they're in close orbit. Yes, for sure. Um, well, now's the time, uh, kids, to talk about Devastator himself. Which is the uh, the form that ninety nine percent of you will have him in ninety nine percent of the time. I'm really impressed with Devastator. I'm 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 amazed that he exists and he's a thing in my office and he's really cool and points to Hasbro a lot of love to Hasbro for doing this. But honestly, I'm surprised at how many nitpicky things I have against against Devastator. Overall, I like him, but we'll get into it in a minute. I've got a lot of tiny little grievances um what what are your impressions of of devastator you know i agree with you it, it it's amazing this exists as a thing for us to sit here and talk about in the first place just this giant combiner of large toys that actually is out at mass retail it, it's really amazing to me that we have something like this and yeah i devastator is not perfect but i'm really surprised by how well it did turn out you know, it's it's sturdy. It looks solid for the most part, and you know, I'm I'm pretty pleased with it overall. I'm definitely pleased with it too. Um, but there, there's some quirks that, uh, and some things are both interesting and impressive, and also frustrating, like all at the same time in his transformation. Um, well, first of all, uh, he very much does not follow the Scramble City style combiner war teams that we have uh to date there's nothing the the none of his components use the locking system that the previous um, combiners super robots have used even though in theory like on his arms and shoulders you could have used something kind of similar some kind of similar locking system but but they do not um let's talk about the legs which I think both of them have kind of polarizing points to them and a little bit of history behind them, at least in the fandom already. Um, so, so Scrapper, again, this is the mode where allegedly this is why Hasbro decided to remove elbows for stability as a leg. Um, mm-hmm. do, you think, do you think it was worth it? And do you think he is a stable and good leg? The thing I'm finding with Scrapper is that, like, I think it actually needs some capacity of elbows in order to make, like, a heel spur. Uh Aha. Because Devastator is not particularly back-heavy or anything. It doesn't tend to want to uh, topple backwards under its own uh, sphere of influence. But, you know, 
a little bit of a tip at the head and the scrapper leg is where it's going to fail and start to pivot back on itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even Mixmaster has a little spur you can flip out, but there's not really any room for that on scrapper. And if there was elbows, it could have been possible to arrange that where, you know, you get a little bit more back support out of it. Um, okay. So let's jump over to the other foot. Let's look at the other foot. The other foot is super, um, polarizing. It's like the most discussed <laughs> body part of any transformer, maybe ever. Um, Mixmaster has a foot. So where are you at on his tiny foot? Is it okay? Is it better than you feared? Will you get a third party boot for it? What do you think of it now that you have it? Okay, so like the third party boot thing, I'm kind of thinking on that more for the sake of the individual vehicle mode. So I can just have it pointing backwards and ignore that the actual cab exists because it's so dumb looking. Nice. Um, as far as just as it comes stock, I don't have a problem with this foot. You know, it gets the job done. It's a more stable foot than Scrapper, as we were just discussing. Mm-hmm. You know, on on those merits, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I actually totally agree that in person... It doesn't look nearly as like bad as maybe in stock photos, and it do, you know it doesn't help that in stock photos it's always the back foot, so perspective makes it look even smaller than it is. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and that's something that um, that you just don't appreciate until you have it in hand. Um, you know, moving up the robot, I found the way that these two guys interlock into long haul very very interesting, and I think overall pretty successful. The the complex tab and uh, clip system this uses. It's an interesting approach to it. It gives it a lot of uh, different points that it's holding together, so the load's distributed. I like that from an engineering perspective. The thing is, like, I think the pieces that um, the, the, the largest tabs, which are parts of the leg structure, they need a way to lock in place um, so that you can, like, snap them up and they hold in the fixed position so you can slide the whole leg in as one unit. Because what I've found is the natural tendency is um, where that uh, the T-bar is down on the uh, topmost surface of either leg, you have a tendency to want to slide long hauls connector into that first and then put those tabs in the back. Ah, uh, I see. And... I've found that to be pretty difficult, especially with Mixmaster, where there's not a lot of flexibility in those pieces. Whereas if you can keep the stuff at the correct angle and slide it all in at once together, it's actually really easy. It's just the way it's set up is not intuitive to do that. Uh, I can see that. Uh, Definitely, especially the first time you do it. There's a lot going on, and there's no sense of... um, what comes first, second, third, fourth? You could because you can actually kind of do all of it at any given time. So I can definitely see where that it's confusing. I guess it's not really intuitive the order of things. Um, the legs are nicely tight and uh, a very satisfying ratchet joint. Um, mm-hmm. I really like that. I think he's um, I think he's capable of some decent poses uh, because of the strength of of his waist and his legs. So I was pretty happy, and, and I was the, pretty happy uh, with that. the giant ankle tilts that uh, Scrapper and Mixmaster have, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They have quite a degree of tilt, actually, if you wanted it. They can they can really turn. Yeah, actually, if you can hear the ratchets right now, I am kind of doing that as we talk, too. Yeah, it's um, it's impressive. Like, like the lower body kind of structure and design is impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Okay, moving up into the into the chest. Here's here's where I had some problems, XV. Here's uh, here's where I, ha- I have some grievances, um, and, and they mostly they mostly center around the chest wing and the treads on uh, Bone Crusher and Scavenger and how they lock into into Devastator mode. So so here's my thing, and, and, and here's the gist of it: the, the chest wing tabs into both um, Devastator's chest proper. And the treads on the the two arms. So the treads are actually part of Devastator's torso. Like, they're locked in place. They also tab into the hands of Long Haul um, on the backside, I believe. It's the back treads that lock into Long Haul. It's the front, yeah. front treads that lock into the chest wing. All that's done with very tiny, tiny, tiny tabs. And it's very finicky. At least I felt like it was very finicky to get it all like aligned and locked into place. And I felt like it was a lot of work to get to a place where a, a lot fewer tabs could have gotten you. So what are your impressions on, on that part of him? Wing chest and, and the treads. Uh, what do you think of how they did it? So I don't think having the wing tab into the treads is to secure the wing in place at all. Mm. Um, because like you say, that that can be done uh, a lot more simply with fewer connections, but you know, you observe that, um, the back treads plug into long haul's arms that holds them in place when you're posing either arm and the front treads are stabilized the same way by the wing. It just has to be in a different place because of the positioning. Um, so for my own purpose, I found it easier to start by tabbing the wing into Bone Crusher before doing anything else. Uh-huh. And then as you kind of just, you know, um, apply it on across the body, then everything else sort of falls into place naturally from that starting point. That's good advice. I will try that next time I uh, mess around with these guys. And uh, if anybody listening doesn't have Devastator yet, I would follow that advice definitely because just like putting it on, like front on, that had me. That had me kind of. I'm going to be honest. My, kinda, some teeth gnashing w- was involved. <laughs> yeah. No, I had the same experience the uh, first couple times I was messing with Devastator because out of the package, the wing is not even secured on correctly in the first place for the SDCC one. I know the uh, retail one. I think comes as uh, the individual vehicle modes. Mm. Mm. Um, but no, like it wasn't even attached properly to start with. And I saw the tabs to apply the wing to the treads, and I couldn't get it to work when the middle was already connected. So I think you, you need that starting point from the one end to actually get everything across uh, locked in correctly. Like, I've got it right now, and it is, like, rock solid. That's good. I think that's the idea, right? Yeah. That, that they're going for. Um, let's talk about the two arms kind of simultaneously because, you know, they're effectively the same uh, on either side. I think the um, I think the missile pods turning into the forearms and the hands, is a, it's a very successful... Um, decision on their part uh, i think it's got a good look to it the hands themselves i i i think i like them because i don't have this great thirst for fully articulated third-party hands like some people do mm-hmm. um I, I think for a titan class toy it strikes a decent balance i suppose uh i might have liked an articulated index finger maybe i'm not even sure about that i um, want the thumb to move like that's that's the only thing i see as a flaw because mm-hmm. even the regular combiner where his hands have the thumb posable um and with the thumb fixed in place it's just like devastator could grip larger things if the thumb could move 
That's a good point. I, I was, in fact, I was going to say, or, or in my head, I didn't articulate it, but there is like something like, even though I'm, I'm okay with his hands and, and I'm somewhat content, you're right. There is like one or two points of articulation, be it the thumb or something that I feel like at this size of a hand, like it's missing something. Yeah, I think so too. Like I'm not in general, I don't have like a thing about super articulated hands. I am like vaguely considering if the right uh, upgrade piece comes along to get a different set of hands for Devastator just because like you say, something this big, it feels like it's calling for more flexibility there. Yeah. Yeah, just a little a little something. But I think I think overall, um they're fine. Um now the head sculpt on yours is different. You want to talk about the SDC version, and what are your impressions of that head sculpt? So, I mean, there's not, like, a huge amount of difference to it. It's just, you know, visor versus separate eyes. I always thought the visor face looked a little bit uh, goofy. And, like, not in a way I could really easily put my finger on. Um, I wrote a thing on T-Formers a few weeks or a month ago uh, on that subject, too. And, uh, like, the short version of that is, like... Uh, some different color on the face to uh, delineate it from the silver forehead ended up being the uh, really the the fixative point for that. The SECC one has the forehead black, which helps immensely just to start with. And I kind of prefer the separate eyes look anyway because, like you know, I had um, uh, I had the toy Devastator when I was a kid, the G two version, and the toy has the separate eyes. It's what I'm more used to than the occasional visor look in the cartoon Hmm. so like this this just kind of resonated with me on a few levels now the uh the paint scheme on the uh unite warriors head is going to be different too right they're kind of they're it's not like the full forehead and silver face either i don't think is that correct yeah it's got it's got a darker face like if you look at some screen caps from the cartoon Mm -hmm. um that's basically how devastator's face is done in like better animation episodes and in the movie yeah the face is dark the forehead is silver and usually has the visor strip across uh right Um, right and like i think that's the best looking option of all with the uh dark face but like uh for what's available to me right now the sdcc one looks great yeah i i think there are merits to both i don't think um I don't think you can go wrong either way, especially given, you know, anyone's personal preference. I, I personally, I like the visor, I think, slightly more for me personally. One thing I do appreciate about the visor on Devastator is that it's um, it's not it's not like this um, kind of formless band across his face. It, there is at least an indentation where his kind of nose bridge comes up and gives a little visual interest to his... Um, to his visor. He's not Jordy, put it that way, right? It's not just this band across his face. So there's a little bit of breakup in the, in the, in the visor. So I appreciate that. Um, and I do appreciate that the, um, that the paint scheme, the paint, the paint maps, I should say, are nice and clean. Uh, they did a good, a good job kind of executing that. No, no sloppiness, which I always appreciate around the face. And, uh, and you know, I, I enjoy him. I think they did a good job. He's, he's very, very much, very much Devastator. Um, a quick note on the uh, giant blaster that he's got, which is a combination of two guns, I believe mm-hmm. they clip together. Yeah. Uh, pretty good job. I, I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know if you've got anything to say on on his, on his blaster. One thing I do appreciate is that it does seem to, at least on mine, lock into his fist pretty securely. How about on yours? It works well enough. You, just, you have to be careful not to um, apply pressure to the fingers when you're posing the arm afterward then because it doesn't take very much to loosen that grip and the gun will just flip itself out. Mm. Um, 
no, they they did a pretty good job capturing you know the general uh, look of the original Devastator rifle. And if you look at the uh, barrel sections when you pop it off, that's kind of a Galvatron cannon right there. Ooh, interesting. Actually, I think I saw a tweet about that. Does, yeah, that may have been mine. Yeah, does that happen to fit <laughs> on another Combiner Wars figure? Uh, you can put it on Cyclonus' arm. Awesome. There's, there is the convenient uh, 5mm peg hole right on the forearm. Uh, all this is missing is being, you know, clear orange. Man. Uh, Takara. Know, right? Takara, the ball's in your court. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um, so now, so, John, I want to ask you a question. Yes, please. You know, we're, we, uh, we've already got wind of a couple of upgrade options uh, mm-hmm. from the third parties for this. Yes. Is any of that stuff catching your eye? Like, uh, is, what, what, what would appeal to you in terms of upgrading the Devastator you have to be more than what it is right now? Okay, so, um, so one of the things I do like about the Unite Warriors Devastator, and in full, uh, in the interest of being fully transparent, my master plan is to, at some point, sell my Hasbro Devastator once the Unite Warriors Devastator becomes available, and that will be my kind of permanent Devastator. But that aside, um, if I was looking to upgrade the Hasbro Devastator, one of the things I do appreciate about the Takara Devastator is purple hands. So even though I'm not screaming for fully articulated, you know, crazy over-the-top hands from a third-party a maker, if they were purple and faithful to the design aesthetic that he has now, mm-hmm. if they were purple and had a couple more points of articulation. I would definitely be tempted by that. And then, um, even though, again, even though I don't, I don't hate the Mixmaster foot. I'm fine with it, but I do know that is the first thing that third party makers are going to make, and they've made <laughs> for him. Yeah, I. Uh, it's like you said, like you would do it for the alt mode as much as anything i would i would do it for the devastator mode just to make him just somewhat more faithful and um and you know i I would probably pull the trigger especially if the set was um, a fairly priced set of hands and um, a boot or a shoe for his foot if that was it it was like a three-piece set i would totally consider that now for me um you know the takara one's introducing uh the better elbows for the Constructicons and one of the third party upgrade options has that also. Um, so like that's, that's the first thing I'd be looking for after that. Like uh, before I had devastator in hand, I didn't think the, uh, the way the shoulders were structured was that much of a problem to me, but mm-hmm. like, you know, having it here, especially the scavenger arm, like the actual arm part is so, so skinny and it looks kind of weird. I see what you're uh, saying. Now, I don't have a problem with the treads being part of the chest structure at all, but under the right circumstances, I could see myself getting um, one of the shoulder extension upgrades that keeps the treads as part of the whole arm structure to, you know, thicken it up a little bit, normalize the look a little bit more. Like in terms of posability, there's nothing wrong with Devastator's shoulders as they are. I would this would I would be looking at this as uh, just an aesthetic upgrade. And, you know, speaking of aesthetic upgrades, it's a small thing, but I wouldn't mind fillers for long haul, long hauls, um, bed. So his, uh, so in devastator mode, his, uh, his dump truck bed is on the back of devastator as it usually is. But by virtue of how long haul, tra- long haul transforms, there are two gigantic, um, gaping holes in the, in the truck bed. And at the right angle, 
it does look a little bit weird. So I wouldn't mind just a couple uh, sheets of plastic to kind of fill those gaps. Well, and you know what you could do with a part like that when it's not being used for Devastator? Um, you know, the original long haul toy had the um, the pelvis piece for Devastator, which also had missiles on it. Ah, yeah. So, you know, you put that on long haul in vehicle mode and you've got a missile launching uh, dump truck. You could have the bed filler basically do the same thing. It fills in the space for Devastator and then unfolds into like some kind of missile wing. Excellent idea. Uh, third party, are you listening? <laughs> As if they're like a singular group, a singular entity, the hive mind of the third party. Uh, yeah, if you're listening, third party hive mind. So, uh, so any final thoughts on Devastator? Um, don't buy the SDCC one. There's a surprisingly little price difference between the retail and the SDCC version, uh, about $30 in general. On the other hand, the SDCC version is going to be, you know, a major hassle to get hold of when it goes available on Hasbro Toy Shop. And while there are paint improvements, there's also a lot of chrome on there. And, like, Mixmaster's chrome drum basically, it half wrecks the look of Devastator just because it's this big chrome tumor sticking out of one leg and there's no balance to it basically like if the chest wing was the only chrome element visible on devastator that would be great it would look fine i'd have no problem with it but you know then mixmaster throws the drum in there and it kind of it messes it up some and then just you know uh if you remember leader jetfire the state of hasbro chrome right now is very much in question and this is not something I would want to put down 180. Well, okay, so like, let's be real. After tax and everything, you'd be putting down about $200 on this, and you know that Chrome could start chipping right away, and there's nothing you can do about that. Then, if you're not satisfied with the Hasbro retail one, aim for the Takara one. Yeah, for sure. XV, thank you as always for doing, in this case, a very extended discussion about a transfer. This is like a double mini cast. Uh, yes, it's uh, hey, it's two for one. Uh, we're bringing you value this week, guys. Um, again, thank you. Let's do it again down the road. I'm sure something will come out that warrants uh, a hefty discussion like this. Absolutely. And uh, before we go, guys, I want to re- remind you that uh, this show, just like all the TF Radio shows. They're sponsored by you. That is, if you go to tfradio.net, click the Amazon link, and do your shopping on Amazon. You don't have to buy anything extra or anything different, but when you do, nickels and dimes go into Brian Kilby's magical pocket, and he uses it to keep the lights on, to keep the podcasts flowing for free. And again, we wouldn't be here without you guys. So we love you guys and girls listening to us every week. We do it for you. And if you would support us by going to tfradio.net, clicking the Amazon link and doing your shopping, we would greatly appreciate it. So for XV, this is John DeLuna for the RC Minicast, and we will see you next time. Music provided by bensound.com.